John Gibson is not washed up. Far from it. And the Ducks would be wise to at least keep him around for another year. I'll talk about that on this edition of Locked On Anaheim Ducks. Your Locked On Ducks, your daily podcast on the Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez. I've been covering hockey for well over a decade, and thanks for tuning in. Thanks for making this your first listen of the day. My Twitter's at StimpyJD. The show's Twitter's at LO underscore Ducks. Let's get right into it because this is something that I'm a little bit passionate about because I like John Gibson. I think he's a fine goalie. I wouldn't say he's an elite goalie, but I don't think he's, in the words of another host, complete ass. Actually, you know what? No, I'm going to kind of call him out. Um, I told him before I recorded that I was going to do this. So, colleague of mine, host of Locked on Penguins, Hunter Hodes, who last year said maybe the Pens could go after John Gibson. He's done a complete 180 now. And he said, no, you know what? Maybe not. Maybe the Penguins should stay far away from John Gibson because he is one of the worst goaltenders. Okay, look, I get that he used some of those like basic stats to fit his narrative, which I get. Like Hunter can do that. But I've been following John Gibson for a while. Like, you know, I've been host of this show for four years now. And I've seen the effort that John Gibson puts in there, dot, 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 when the team is doing well. Case in point, when the Ducks were still in the playoffs, Gibby was in God mode. Then you got into, you know, Randy Carlisle 2.0, and you had Bob Murray behind the bench for a few games, and you could see that he was defeated. And then we went into the Dallas Eakins era, and... He looked defeated, except except for the first half of last season, which I will get to momentarily. But first, let's talk about some of the microstats for this season. This season alone, John Gibson has had games where he's looked spectacular. He's also broken <laughs> the Ducks' all-time record for most saves. Yep, John Gibson, top of that list, with 12,102 saves, a franchise record. He passed Guillebert, who had 11,813 games. John Gibson did this in, I don't want to say fewer games, but John Gibson has done this in only 431 games, which is not nothing. 431 games is a lot. Guillebert did that in 491 games. So, in 60 less games, John Gibson accumulated about 300 more saves than Guillebert. And that's because, well, frankly, he had to. John Gibson, this past season, has a Ducks, well, almost a Ducks record because he played in fewer games. He got 1,783 saves for the Anaheim Ducks this season. Yeah, that's a lot of saves in 53 games. That's it. In that amount of games, he gave up 200 goals, which was the most, but there's a very important caveat here. John Gibson 
also had amongst the highest expected goals against this season. UC Saros led that list with 207 expected goals against in 10 more games. Connor Hellebuck had an expected goals against of 202 in 68 games. Sorokin, 201 in 67 games. And there you have John Gibson, 192.7 in 54 games. That is about a dozen games less on average between those three than John Gibson. So Gibby has seen a lot of action. Now, granted, his game scored not that impressive. I, I will concede that I don't think Gibby's an elite goalie, but I don't think he's absolute hot garbage, as Hunter said. UC Soros has been just terrific. His game score average, according to Hockey Stat Cards, 0.56. That's amongst the highest. Connor Hellebuck, 0.46, amongst the highest. Ilya Sorokin, 0.71, almost the highest. In fact, I think that one might be... No, the highest is Linus Olmark. Well, of course it is. But, John Gibson, negative 0.13. Okay, that's not even close to the worst. The worst by far, Cal Peterson, Elvis Merzlikin, Spencer Martin, Jonathan Quick. And you've got to go a long way before you get to John Gibson, which is not that bad by comparison. Now, I am defending John Gibson. I do think he's a good goalie. But again, I'm not saying he's elite. I'm not saying he's the worst. I'm not saying I'm not even saying he's bad or mediocre. He's fine. He's a fine goalie. He just had a crap load of work this season, and I cannot blame him for wanting to check out. Here's an interesting stat for you all. The average shot distance for goalies with at least 500 minutes this season. John Gibson is second on that list. The average shot distance against John Gibson was 31.64 feet. Only one goalie saw a shorter shot distance. And that would be Anthony Stolarz. Anthony Stolarz had an average shot distance of 31.38. So both Anaheim goalies, Stoli and Gibby, saw an average shot distance of 31.5. By far the shortest distance in the National Hockey League this season. And it ain't close. It really isn't close, which speaks a little bit about how much John Gibson has worked and how many high danger chances he saw. Oh, by the way, um, high danger shots against. Yeah, look at the top of that list again, and you'll see John Gibson on that top of that list. 643 shots against of the high danger variety. Next closest was UC Soros. Yeah, Gibby saw a lot, Sorrow saw a lot. After that, it just really falls, like, way off after that. And Gibby did okay. He saw 43 more high-danger shots against, saved 26 more times. So Soros, I mean, Soros was the better goalie by a lot of metrics. I'm not going to, you know, BS here. I'm not going to say that Gibby was the savior for the Ducks. But, you know, those numbers don't lie. The high danger save percentage for John Gibson, it's above league average. Leave, league average 
this season was 8.15 as far as high danger save percentage. That was league average. And what do you think John Gibson was here? Well, 8.27 high danger save percentage. So when it comes to the high danger percentages, Gibby's right there, 0.827%. Again, above league average. Hmm. So you have an above average goalie when there's high danger chances. Yeah, I, I would say, you know, some of his basic numbers are a residue of how bad the defense is in front of him. I'm just trying to give my own stats as to, you know, why I don't think John Gibson should be quickly dismissed. So, yes, this is my rebuttal towards the John Gibson slander. <laughs> I mean, he knows I'm joking. I know he's going to watch this or listen to this. Yes, it was the Gibby slander from Hunter, which kind of prompted me to just record this right away because I feel like I got to defend my boy here. I got to defend Gibby. He's he's not the worst. Not the best, but not the worst either. But he's above average on a slew of categories because of the workload that he faced this season. Mainly because of the workload. But, you know, there's a certain pattern here that I want to get to after this brief intermission. So I'll talk about some of the patterns and why John Gibson had these microstats go his way and why he had to work hard to even keep the Ducks somewhat afloat, even to last season. I'll talk about that on the other side. But first, I want to talk to you guys about Game Time, the Game Time app that is right. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code Locked on NHL for twenty dollars off your first purchase. And it is a great app where you get last seconds tickets. And if it wasn't for baseball or Firebird hockey, I definitely would have been checking out some playoff hockey. I might have wanted to check out that playoff Lakers game the other night. That would have been fun to watch. Tickets, last minute tickets, were not that bad. And if I had used the promo code, then I would have saved $20 on those tickets. You know, the promo code locked on NHL. And you can get exclusive flash deals for baseball, basketball, hockey, what have you. Even concerts. So, snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app. Create an account. Use code locked on NHL to get 20 bucks off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code locked on NHL for 20 bucks off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Welcome back to the defense of John Gibson. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast. Now work your locked in once again with Jason J.D. Hernandez, where I'm just going to defend Gibby. I did on the first segment, but there's a certain pattern that I need to talk about. And that pattern is no longer the coach of the Anaheim Ducks. Hallelujah, Dallas Eakins. So why am I talking about Dallas Eakins here? Because this has been a pattern with Dallas Eakins-led teams. But to be honest, this has kind of started with Gibby since before Dallas Eakins. Uh, Just to kind of bring this home, so the last year under Bruce Boudreaux, the Ducks still had a really good defense. 
they were blocking shots left and right and making life a little bit easier for the goaltending. Then it was Randy Carlisle 2.0, and the defense began to buckle a little bit, but it was still decent. It wasn't bad. And even the following year, back in 2018, that's when we started to see a bit of a regression in the defense, and especially 2019, when you know GM Bob Murray took over. That team was a disaster. And poor Gibby had to go through that. And it got worse. Would you believe the defense has gotten worse after that? And one stat that I looked at was unblocked shot rates, which have gotten considerably worse over the last four years under Coach Dallas Eakins. They have excess shots of, you know, 0.6 more shots as the seasons have worn on under Dallas Eakins. Ick. Way more than average, and it shouldn't be. It really shouldn't be that bad, but it is. But this has gone on since the Edmonton days. We're going back about a decade. We're going back to 2013 when Dallas Eakins was named the head coach of the Edmonton Oilers back back then. Now, granted, the Oilers had a crappy team, and yes, the Oilers were... I, I shouldn't say they were actively tanking, but they were going for something there. I mean, the reward was Connor McDavid. So for what it's worth, I guess the tanking, I shouldn't say that, but I guess the bad play worked. It resulted in number one draft pick, a generational talent. Hmm, familiar. Their best players on that Oilers team was Taylor Hall. Yes, that Taylor Hall. And Jordan Eberle. Yes, that Jordan Eberle who is currently in the playoffs with the Seattle Kraken. But look at the goalies that season. I mean, there's three goalies that, you know, had a little bit of better luck elsewhere. Now, Ben Scrivens, I'm not going to count. He had that one flash in the pan year with the Kings. That one, I'm not going to count so much. The other three I'm going to count just for reasons, and you'll see why. How about Jason LaBarbera? He had an 870 save percentage with Edmonton that season. Remember that one year in Anaheim where he was there for a few games and he looked decent? Remember those three years with the Kings where he looked fine? He had a 904 save percentage. How about those four years with the Yotes? He had a 918 save percentage. He was fine with other teams. But yeah, I just wanted to mention his name because he's a former Duck. (laughs) That's really all. The two that I absolutely should mention... Ilya Brzgalov was on that terrible Oilers team. He was kind of at the end of his career and at the end of his rope. Because that year with Edmonton, he had a 908 save percentage. But some of the metrics were pretty decent. But he saw a lot of shots. Remember, he was an all-star with the Phoenix Coyotes. And and we love Briz around here. Like I, I love Brzgalov. First off, Stanley Cup champion. With the Anaheim Ducks. Mwah, love it. And Ilio, he was money. He was money with the Ducks. The basic stats don't say that. Only a 904 save percentage. But when it counted, he was money. Especially during that Stanley Cup run. Even the year before that. Remember, Brzgolov had a 944 save percentage in 2006. 
And then in 2007, he was good. 922 save percentage. They won the cup. Love me some Ilya Brzgalov. And then Dev, Devin Dubnik. Devin Dubnik, who was a multiple all-star and was just terrific with the Minnesota Wild. Oh, but that that time in Edmonton. Oh, that year in Edmonton. Oh, no. How bad was he? 894 save percentage. 3.36 goals against. Yeah, he wasn't good. But he was also partially checked out that season. In fact, he was traded that season. Yeah, remember that? Devin Dubnik was with the Preds before that. I mean, it was a Preds-Oilers season. That that was a weird season for Dubnik. And I could tell. I remember that Dubnik was just kind of like, F this, F everything. And I felt bad for him. Because no goalies have to put up with what those goalies put up with for the Oilers that season. And that was a team that routinely gave up 40-plus shots per game. Does that sound familiar, Ducks fans? A team that routinely gives up 40 shots a game. The shots allowed that season for the Oilers was 26-96. Almost the worst team that season. League average was 24-63. So they were by far amongst the worst in that particular category. And the Oilers just looked like crap that whole season. As far as what I mentioned, you know, like... I remember that the defense was just a sieve that year. It was bad, folks. It was really bad. When you had a defense consisting of... um. Gosh, who was even on that team? The only guys I remember on that team was like Jeff Petrie and Oscar Kleffblom. I need to look this up really quick. I like I had the names. I clicked out the window. There we go. So, oh, Anton Belov was a defenseman. The shell of Andrew Ference. Oh, God, that's right. He was on that team. Jeff Petrie, I remembered. Justin Schultz. Oh, that's right. Justin Schultz was on that team, too. A young Justin Schultz. Who hadn't really found himself defensively yet. But he was on the team. Nick Schultz. So you see where I'm going here. Defensemen. They they left a lot to be desired. They did. And this is kind of. I don't want to say a hallmark. But it's a pattern. With Dallas Eakins led teams. Where they had no defense. And Dallas kind of leaned into that. And said, well, if there's no defense, you may as well put on the goalies. And that's what happened with those poor guys. Especially Doobie. Doobie really went through with that season. Kind of in the same way that Gibby has gone through with this season. Yes, his save percentage was only 899 this season. The last four years, under Dallas Eakins, John Gibson has had just a miserable time in goal. In the Dallas Eakins era. In 195 games, he went 61, 102, and 31. The save percentage was only 902. The goals against was 3.32. Not good. Not not good at all. But then I look at the metrics for the past four seasons, and John Gibson has been close to average as far as expected goals saved. Hmm. So maybe Gibby isn't the solution, but he's certainly not the problem. No, he's not. 
imagine if John Gibson had a good defense in front. Oh, we can we can imagine that, can't we? Because we saw it a few years ago. We saw it when Gibby had a good defense in front of him. And unfortunately, the result of that was an exit in the 2017 Western Conference Final. And after that, Gibby just really hasn't been the same. And I don't think it's time for Gibby to go. But I think it is time for the Ducks to reevaluate what they are doing with the defense. One final note on John Gibson and just, you know, the goaltending and defense in general is Gibby has had uh, goals um, saved above average has been negative for the past four years. It was so much worse this season. But the first half of last year, remember that John Gibson was an all-star last season. Need I remind you guys that... John Gibson had a spectacular first half of last season. Need I remind you why John Gibson was named an All-Star last season? Along with Troy Terry and technically Trevor Zegras. Because he was, you know, good. He was good that first half of the season. Let's go back even further to before the All-Star break. John Gibson... In 33 games, had a 922 save percentage. Yes, he was above expected goals, but barely. Hmm. Goals against on this one, not too bad. Goals against was hovering at about 2.4. Yeah, so by those metrics, John Gibson was great. When the team was in it and when they were playing for something, when they were playing for something, did he maybe put a little bit more into it? Did he put a little bit more effort? Maybe, maybe he put more effort into it. And that's really the crux of what's been going on with John Gibson is when the defense is playing in front of him and when there's something to play for, He's going to put more effort. But that's natural for any goaltender. That's natural for any player. Yes, it does happen when players check out. I mean, I'll, I mean, I know a lot of the Ducks fan base did check out pretty early this season for good reason. A lot of fans, especially towards the end, just stopped watching the games. And again, I don't blame you at all. There was no defense. It was bad. But when the Ducks are good... John Gibson puts that much more effort into it, and he's better. So imagine John Gibson on a good team. We saw that in 33 games last year. We did see that. And then the bottom fell out. So I'm not at all blaming John Gibson. And I'm going to, you know, I'm going to continue to be a John Gibson defender. Because he is kind of the pulse of the franchise. And he is going to be around, at least according to contract, for the next four or five years. Assuming that he doesn't get traded between then. But, you know, under contract, John Gibson has four more years. Who knows if he sticks around after that? Who knows if he sticks around for the next two or three seasons? 
I think as of right now, he sticks around. But let's see if the Ducks brass can actually put some competent defense in front of him. That should be their target for this offseason. Looking at goaltending. Well, actually, no. Looking at goaltending in the minor league system, maybe. Because I don't know if those guys down there... You know, Alexander, I think, could be good for a season. Dostal's ready. Oh, by the way, I haven't even mentioned Dostal yet. Yeah, Dostal was just about league average as well, as far as expected goals. But he made spectacular saves as well. All right. That's going to do it for this podcast. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Don't forget this podcast is free and available across all platforms, including Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, ad-free on Amazon, and on YouTube as well, which I've fallen way behind on, but they should all go up at like the same time. I just haven't been home. <laughs> That's been the real crux of it. Um, you could follow me on Twitter at StimpyJD. The show's Twitter's at LO underscore Ducks. You could email me at LockedOnAnaheimDucks at gmail.com. And also, from the last episode, thanks for your questions. Thanks for your answers. I really appreciate it, guys. And once again, thanks for your continued support. It is greatly appreciated. For Locked On Anaheim Ducks, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a great rest of the day. Please remember to be safe out there, be kind to one another, and Ducks fly together. Ducks fly together.